With the Amigos now, we have Dave, we should all know and love from his Twitter account, at from underscore Burnley. Dave, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? I am ready. Ready and willing. Great stuff. Uh, Dave, tell us, first of all, describe yourself first as a person in three words. Middle-aged man. <laughs> and um, um, how, I'm wondering, as a fellow middle-aged man, um, how long does that extend for? Like, how long do you actually stay middle-aged for before you start moving into old age? Uh, forever. That that will never happen. It's something that stays with you forever. <laughs> it's attitude. Uh, Dave, good talking to you. I know we talk a lot on Twitter, and I love your sense of humour, so it's always good. Um, so. Tell us, obviously, from your name, we probably can guess where you're from, but if you tell us where you're from and what you what you currently do. Well, yeah, I grew up near Burnley, but I was actually born in America, bizarrely. Um, lived there for a few years, can't remember it, so dual nationality and all that sort of stuff. But I live in Devon, Devon now. I'm an area manager, um, construction industry. So I basically have to beat up chippies and gas men and electricians for a living which sort of like it takes your attitude on twitter later on because i'm always wound up till about 10 o'clock at night um, <laughs> yeah so burnley in the 70s was a very unusual place and it does sort of like shape you for the rest of your working life i've got to be honest with you it was uh it was a pretty wild uh, place in 1976 and 1977 in burnley but um burnley were in the first division back then believe it or not. Um, uh, it was a good time to go and watch football. If you liked getting um, hit or attacked or golf balls in your head, um, it was quite is a... Um, it was a is, that the, is that the style of football or are you describing the fans there? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of both. I never forget going to watch something called the Anglo-Scottish Cup and Celtic came and uh, Burnley thought, you know what, who was Celtic? And Celtic completely trashed the town. It wasn't just the football. The town was left a complete and utter wreck. Every pub was smashed. Um, people talk about the glory days of uh, football, but that's not quite my memory. So, love Burnley, though. Love the club. Um, don't go and see them, obviously, because I live a long way away now, but I'll always follow them. Good stuff. All right, David Chef. We talk all the time on Twitter, and I love you. We are two peas in the same pod. Yeah. Um, so, my question is, how and when did you first get into FPL and football in general? Well, me and my brother, uh, he's a much better sportsman. He really, ha I hate to say it, I played cricket, football, and, and, and was pretty good, you know, school team sort of stuff. But he was always a level ahead, you know, town teams, and he, he, he had trials for, played for Cone and trials for Lancashire. He was just better than me at everything. And I just wanted to prove that that wasn't the case. So, Fantasy football, I don't know, about three or four years ago, we just live apart and started to play. Um, both love football. He, 
he's just he was just better uh, at me. He understands football. He understands tactics. So he can watch a game and know which player to pick. I, I, I just panic and, and, and do make silly decisions. But yeah, I just play FPL as a head to head with my brother. Always affects rank. That's my excuse uh, because it's permanently a head to head. So if you're behind, you've got to make silly decisions. But yeah, FPL is a way of connecting with my brother. That's great to hear, yeah. No, it's uh, it's good when sport can kind of uh, link families together and give them something as a, a as a connection. Because I know that uh, I know it's a someone with a brother who annoys me no end. Um, it is good when you have something that you can kind of talk in common about. Um, yeah, we, they- we, we 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 do argue all the time and fall out every single match week. Though the phone goes silent, we argue, we 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 scream on text. And um, when I say connection, it's nothing but rows and arguing. Um, but it is a it is a game, um, and it, which that's what you think, yeah. you're supposed to do with your brother. I think anyway. I think who's, that, win, uh, who's winning, winning Dave? Who's winning now? Uh, he, I, I'm winning because he sold Kane uh, for his two hat tricks, and then he he, he ranted for two months. Um, <laughs> and he, and so he's basically given up <laughs> this season, and that's 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 FBL. I I, I sold Salah. Uh, for a two-week punt on on Mane and and got stuffed. And then the last game, I captained Mane and Salah scored four, and I'm still 25k. You know, it's like it's just weird. Those two decisions have, have cost me something like 50 points. It's just a crazy game. And yeah. he sold Kane, thought it was a good decision, and two hat tricks later, and I captained him both times, and it's all over. The whole season's finished. <laughs> Yeah, it's good when you get um, with with rivals of that, and you can kind of totally be you'd nearly know their team and their moves as well as you know your own moves. But um, tell us, Dave, uh, your what's your highest ever FPL finish? This is my fourth season. I've had a thirty k, a ten, and a three, but it's um, it's compromised because when you play a head to head, you you you're not playing for rank. Um, the person in front is obviously because you're just paying the be- getting the best players and making the right decisions. The person behind has always got to compromise uh, those sorts of things. But you know, I've not done too badly. Um, I enjoyed it before all the chips and everything because it was more about football. You know, watching games and choosing players. Now it's all about fantasy strategy more than anything else and and uh, my brother doesn't like that too much. He prefers to use his football knowledge, uh, which he has got a lot. You know, I'll give you an example of that. When everybody was picking Arsenal and Leicester players for a double game week a couple of seasons ago, I think it was the 34 double, he went um, Sunderland to triple defence because he knew that Moyes would have to bunker down and watch them. And he got six clean sheets and a trillion bonus points. I think he scored 46 points from the Sunderland players and beat me that season because of that one football decision. Um and that was the drama of that year. <laughs> My favourite moment, though, was Walcott. I, I, I captained him and they beat 7-1, 7-2 against Newcastle. And Walcott scored about, I don't know, a million points in the last five minutes. Um, and my brother was, paint, uh, was painting and he started to get angry. He was up a ladder and he fell off. Um, so that's my <laughs> memory of, of, of fantasy football, was knocking my brother off, off his ladder when I captained Walcott. I think it was 52 points he got. <laughs> brilliant brilliant yeah. so Dave uh, what is it that you like most about the game and what is it that you dislike the most uh, the, the, the drama I mean what you know on match days the the 
the rants on Twitter, the the rants from my brother, and just just it just adds an element to football, doesn't it? I mean, watching it does indeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one can get excited about West Brom versus Stoke. But 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 you can if you if you own a player, you know you can watch the world's worst game and be enthralled for ninety minutes because you've got like Joe Allen or some you know you've got some you know Jack Cork you know you can watch any football game and you, you've you you you're watching it purely because of fantasy football. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of the, the bonus system. I think we've all discussed that on on, on Twitter. It, it just winds everybody up when Butland can score in his own net, you know, and end up getting three three bonus points. Or you own a striker, I think, you know, you, you can own a striker. Firmino, you know, you can score a goal and get no bonus points. So I, I that's the, the thing I dislike most is is just the but on the other hand, the bonus points creates more more drama, doesn't it? So I'm I'm suppose I'm defeating my own point now. It does. We love drama, don't we? People love to mourn yeah. and just let it all out. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, it adds something. As much as we hate it, it just creates something for us, for us to moan about. And that what what is fancy football if you can't moan? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole so purpose of, of, of Dale being involved in fantasy football so he can moan, really. Oh. Yeah, well, he's 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 a world class moaner. I mean, absolutely great moans. I mean, you've got to you give your moans on Twitter by how long the thread lasts and how many times you get attacked. And I think Dale gets attacked almost every <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I, I love the whole of the internet. Never mind Twitter. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. I like. I, I love it. Yeah. I love making them look stupid when when they try and be clever. Yeah, I think when people get emotional, the arguments fall apart because they just say silly things, don't they? And that's where the fun starts. Um, Which is so annoying for my brother because he's such a logical... We both play cribbage um, and and, and cards and we're so competitive, things will get thrown across the room. But with football, just one comment on on, on Twitter and I can send him into a a complete spasm. And it's the same with Twitter generally. When people lose their cool, uh, you've won, haven't you? You've won the argument. It happens all the time. Easily. So, Dave, you boss at FPL for one day and you can change one rule or feature, what would it be? Well, I'm, I'm torn on this. I'd, I'd like to half bench points. There's nothing more annoying than someone making a crap decision, you know, and, uh, and getting nine points off the bench or something. So I, I kind of like that one, but I've got to say, you've got to ch- I'd, I'd change the, the, the BPS system. Start rewarding strikers for taking shots rather than reducing their points for, for having, a, having a pop and having a go. You know, so I'd probably go for that one. Although halving up, up bench points um, for for the day would be great, or even doing away with them. But I'd probably change the BPS system and reward the strikers. Good stuff, Dave. Um, tell us, describe yourself as an FPL manager in three words. Uh, impetuous, impatient, idiot. I think uh, just pretty much sums up the way up. Dave, I'm a big fan of the alliteration. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, really shows shows a star. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, um, as a manager, what is your target each season? And obviously, you said you have a mini league with you with your brother. Is is that yeah. your main target to win it? Well, it's not just to win it. It, it, it it's to crush him and make him feel, you know, idiotic, <laughs> make him feel simple, and just basically ruin his day, his year. 
Um, <laughs> in, in, in terms of rank, yeah, you, you sort of like feel that 50k, you know, you want to be over that, don't you? The, 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 the top one percent, you know, how many of the five and a half million or whatever are real players? But I think at least half of them are. So sort of like you have an eye on on rank. But yeah, just just to make my brother feel inadequate is the is the total aim really. And it's worked this year. <laughs> Yeah, from now on, my aim is to always beat Don and Dale. But to be honest, it's not really that difficult this season. I don't have to do anything and I'll still win. (laughs) We'll wait till next year, Maz. Yeah. So, Dave, what is the thing you must do before each deadline? Well, I do all the right things. You know, I research and press conferences and injury news, you know, and, and uh, you know, Ben Dinnery and all all the stuff, you know, Ben Krillin, the whole thing. But then right at the, the last minute, I'll have a couple of ales and then think I'm a genius and then Captain Mane um, or, you know, last do something two. stupid. You know, like last week, my eight spends last week came off, but they, they don't. Normally, my decision is... Just ridiculous, and I do I do everything right in terms of research, and then just 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 become an, a, a blithering idiot and do something stupid. Um, but I, I do everything that you'd expect, you know. To be honest, nothing unusual there. I, I do work hard at FPL, probably too much time on it. And um, problem is, I don't have the patience to use the information I'm reading. I just just get bored and do something daft. But it's a game at the end of the day. Dave, you're a man after my own heart. That it sounds exactly like the way I do it. I do all the research, uh, listen to all the podcasts and everything, and then I just basically go with some gut notion that I had at the end of uh, on a Saturday morning. I've tried to stop doing that in the last month or two, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I think patience. It's kind of funny that you're saying that you make that kind of same kind of captaincy decisions because I know people that generally have as good rank as you over a few seasons. They generally kind of seem to be more conservative and. They they go for the conservative captain choices more often than not and stuff, um, but um, it's it's good to see that you've had some success even even being a bit impatient and uh, you know high blooded or hot blooded. Yeah, I, I mean you know the, it's a great story last year, isn't it? That an Everton fan refused to have a Liverpool player and and won. I, I don't. I'm, <laughs> he's spookily gone quiet this year. Um, don't hear much from him on uh, on on Twitter now, uh, but that's sort of like, you know, you, you, I'm I'm not that daft to be honest. I, I don't know how he won, not, not just ignoring an attacking team. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't I do know either. Do. I think that's more the um, you know the luck versus skill argument that you see people sometimes talking about. But um, the, it's more I I look at consistency really. With if people do it over years, it's a sign of what they're doing is the right thing to do. Whereas someone can have one good season and kind of get more lucky than than good really in that one year um but uh that's probably the way i look at it yeah, that's what that fella I mean, if he tried to do that every year there's no way he's going to win he's always even going to get a, a decent rank every year if he tries to avoid all of one team that are a good team it's different if he's avoiding uh, bolton or aston villa or something like that yeah, it was a strange decision and it paid off in fair play and he must have had some fun um, and, and doing it. But the, there's some great fantasy players out there that are patient and make all the right decisions. But nowadays with all the chips and 
different strategies and um, it's harder to be consistent, I think, nowadays. I've only been playing, this is only my fourth season, but you do see some of the old guys, the, the, uh, the older guys that have played for years, it's no longer guaranteed top 1K, is it? You, you go on some of the websites and find that they're struggling and they're struggling because some players just looked out on Butland triple captain. I mean, that really makes me laugh every day, every weekend on Twitter. You know, when Butland scored an own goal, but got three bonus points, there were players that triple captained him. And every single weekend, somebody scores 20 points and there's a triple captain on him. And you think, how, how did that happen? You know, what, what, yeah. what, 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 how did that happen? But there you go. Pure yeah, luck. yeah. I hear you. Um, tell us, you said there about when you choose your captain pick, you've um, you you can you can choose a really kind of your impetuous right up to nearly up to the deadline. But when is it yeah. you generally choose your captain and say your transfers? How and when do you normally do that? Normally, as soon as the game updates on Saturday morning, <laughs> it updates and the website comes up and you can see your team for the following week. I'll make my captain decision then, and it very rarely changes, to be honest, um, unless there's an injury. Um, you know, you look at the team, and I, I can't. I hate waiting on a transfer. If it says one free transfer, I like to use it, and um, I try and spend every penny. I'm just just terrible. Um, you know, but I I hate the polls. It's the polls that do me. Choosing a captain because he's at the top of the polls is the right thing to do from a strategy point of view particularly if you're fighting um for rank but i've got i've said this on twitter i would hate to be in the top 1000 or top 500 the game must just be so dull because you can't do anything strange you can't do anything impetuous you have to go with the polls you have to go with the high ownership players it's got to be a dull way to play the game the ideal is to be permanently top 10 and 20k and trying to get in and then you can just do stupid things a uh, bit more fun, but it must be deadly dull when you're at the top. Really. Yeah, we we spoke to, to you know, we speak to Fly on Twitter and we spoke to Dave yeah. on before, and they both said the same mm. thing. As in, like, you have to be conservative with your moves. You can't mm. really do too many punts. Although, if you look yeah. at it, like I think this week uh, or last week, Fly went with something different and really bumped him up. But he was really worried about it. You can see from his Twitter saying, like, you know. It, is, it, it must be. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't want to ever want to be in that position, but it must be quite difficult. I normally, in my mini leagues, prefer to lead in the last month. I set myself yeah. up and try and take the lead in the last month and then just blitz it. I know these, and um, Dave, Dave was saying about his. He even picked Virgil Van Dijk as his defensive transfer in, even though he didn't actually want. He didn't actually believe that he was the right transfer, but. He knew that a lot of the people in around him in the league were going Van Dyke, and if he hit and he didn't have him in, that it would really cost his rank. So he was actually bringing in people, no, not feeling that they were the right transfer, but he was doing it to basically protect his his position. And um, that I can't really imagine being in that situation, but um, hopefully someday we'll have that dilemma of, uh, <laughs> of trying to deal with it. <laughs> Great to fly. You know, generally people were saying the the obvious person to lose from his team was an Otovic. It would bank the money to go, you know, back to Kane when he was fit. But he stuck with it, you know. And I think Hazard was a great choice, you know. It's just that you know Chelsea have imploded and looked 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 rubbish. So you know these decisions can can backfire. But there's not a lot of scope at that rank. It, it must be dull. It must be dull. 
Yeah. So, uh, Dave, do you have any no-go players or teams? Somebody that wound you up or a team that you just don't like? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to speak on behalf of most of the footballing community now and saying that, that Tadic needs to be just just eradicated from football and from fantasy football. <laughs> he, he doesn't deserve to be in the Premiership um, because what he does to any owners that actually um, uh, 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 buy him. And traditionally, Arsenal, I, I always do badly with owning them until last week I brought in you know, the Bank and Montreal, and they did okay. But traditionally, I I always do badly owning um, Arsenal players. Um, uh, you know, obviously, if Blackburn were not in the minor leagues, I would never own a Blackburn player. But I don't think that would harm my fantasy football team in any way, to be honest. <laughs> True. I, I, I used to own two, was it two guys that played for them? When he was, he, I always liked him for Blackburn. But yeah, not many, probably not many players on on the radar for Blackburn either. Yeah. No. And 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 thank, thank thankfully, um, horrible club. But anyway, we'd be probably better off move move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, we all are aware that you support Burnley. So how do you feel about uh, cheering on their rivals in FPL? Well, everybody loves Burnley, don't they? Everybody does. Um, the rivals, as I said, are Blackburn and will never, ever get back in the Premiership. So they don't really have uh, uh, any rivals, um, uh, to be honest. You know, to just, I mean, I grew up in, in, in the 70s and it was all about, you either supported, in those days, you supported who was on TV. So it was Liverpool, um, Forest or, or, or United. And of course, you either had a United kit at school or a, a Liverpool kit, and I was Liverpool. I don't know why, just a great team at the time. And um, so I, I, always knew I, li- I always knew I liked you, Dave. I always knew I liked yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> don't get these two started. Liverpool in, in in the late seventies and early eighties were just awesome, and they were always on telly. And as a kid, you watched who you, you you supported, who you could watch on on TV. It was hard to go and watch football when you're thirteen, fourteen, because literally it was so violent. Um, on the stands. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were my team as a kid. Excellent. I like it, Dave. Um, do you tell us the next question is about um, picking a player past or present for your FPL team? Um, who would you pick? I'm going, um, I'm going to answer for you now, Dave, and we'll see if I'll get it right, okay? We're talking peak Burnley. Danny Ings. <laughs> Danny Ings. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I would have said Alan Shearer had he not played for Blackburn. Yeah, so that just eradicated. <laughs> I'm going to go for Gascoigne. You know what? I, I oh, like yeah. owning. I like owning players that I like to watch. You know, I like owning Hazard just because he's just fun to see him dance around, and you you, you just know that at 30 yards he could score. And you just, you know, it's like the gladiator. I want to be entertained. I want to be entertained by my players, and um, I'd just go for something that a player that you just know is going to do something mental. And uh, and Gascoigne was always uh, I was always he was always a hero of mine. So I'll go for for um, uh, the famous Paul. Yeah, Dave, I I agree with you. I always like to have players that um, I enjoy watching in my team as well, as much as I can. Uh, it, it just makes a difference. I, you know, it's probably why I didn't go for Lukaku and went for somebody else, just because I I don't really like watching the United attack at the moment. But I might have to change. Um, so we know you're you're part active part of the community, but 
how what is it that you like best about being uh, part of the FPL community and the FPL community itself? I'm going to be really honest here. I, I, I wrote down a few notes, but I've got to be honest with you. It's the rants. It, it, it's 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 just the mental breakdowns that people have. And when, I, I never forget. I think it was a couple of seasons ago where the, I owned, I think I owned Lukaku, and there was a cross come in. He got nowhere near it, and they gave him an assist because they said that it touched one of his laces. And then, of course, you've got, I owned Aguero as well for the famous you know, a header that was really just glanced his quiff. The hair follicles, um, yeah. <laughs> the hair follicles. And just, just, you know, the, the, the Dawson goal that wasn't. I mean, it's just brilliant. I mean, Twitter's at its best when there's just meltdowns and rants, and it's always about assists. Um, but, you know, there's the camaraderie, there's the the, the fun and the humour. Um, you know, but there's nothing like a Juru red card on, on Boxing Day, is there? Uh, to ruin people's Christmas <laughs> or whenever it's like, I think it was Boxing Day. It was Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got friends, you know, brothers in arms and all that. But when somebody else is on triple Captain Kane or they've, they've got him in for a double game week and he's injured in the first game and you just want to, you just turn on Twitter and just, 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 just getting ready for it. And, um, that's what social media is all about. And it? it's just, it's just, it just goes mental. I'd love to talk about, you know, sharing the pain and having a laugh. Oh, yeah. But it's not, it's at its best when everybody's in some form of just, just general meltdown. It's just great. Yeah, I love it. I've got to say, I agree, Dave. I, I do really love it. I love the rants. I love, I love triggering rants as well. Uh, I love, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, you often see me baiting. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Dave, what's your favourite meal and your favourite drink? Easy. That's curry and Thwaites mild. I uh, grew up on the stuff. Uh, lock-ins in pubs in the 70s and early 80s. But uh, yeah, it can't beat a curry and a nice beer. Easy one, that. He's just want to answer with the lot. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, what kind of curry would you go for, Dave? Uh, it would be a dry curry. Um, so it would probably be a Rogan Josh. Um, and I, I worked in Bradford many years ago. I, I'll never forget going to a backstreet curry house because I finished work at two in the morning. I was working in, worked in catering in those days and finished at two. And the curry places were open all night for long-distance truck drivers. I'll never forget going in, being given a bowl of of some form of kima and just this massive, great, big um, chapati and thinking it was the best thing I'd ever eaten. Uh, and I've never had a curry like it. My wife makes great curries. But I just go for a dry curry, no rice, and just eat it with my hands. Um, you know, I've supposed to eat it, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've got relatives that, um, make you know from um, uh, you know from from India and just just no recipes whatever's in the cupboard a blend of spices that you just guess every time and I follow recipes and it never tastes as nice so any curry made by someone that doesn't follow a recipe I probably my 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 my, my favourite answer to that and a beer yeah nice one Dave uh, tell us uh, I'm I'm looking forward to your answer to this because I think you'll think outside the box but um. If your house is on fire and you could only save one non-living item, what would you grab? Well, I was going to think out of the box, but I'm assuming my phone's in my pocket. I've got my watch on my wrist. My briefcase is around my shoulder. I'm allowed to declare those three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, and then I say box of family photos, just in case my wife ever listens to this. She won't. 
Um, everything else, I'd want to leave because I can then get new stuff on insurance. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, my phone briefcase, watch, and family photos I can't replace, and then just just you know get a load of new stuff and 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 claim a nice nice new TV and update everything. Um, so pretty good answer, really. Uh, it always, uh, it, you know, it interests me how people answer that question. And when when we talk about insurance, it worries me a little bit. But it's fair. Hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'd start the fire myself, but I'd I'd be I'd be on on my phone, on the uh, on a website looking at what is the latest TV. Uh, you know, um, while the firemen are still probably putting it out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd be the only one. Uh, no. Dave, do you have any special skills? I'm really good at annoying my brother. Um, that's, that's, that's the skill. We need to we need to get your brother on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably do. Um, and I was pretty good at golf at one time. I had a very low handicap, but I couldn't. When you work in the industries I've worked in, which is retailing catering construction you don't have a lot of time left and i tried to get good once and dedicated but you know children families and bad backs and stuff so i, I think i was pretty talented at golf if I, i'm allowed to allowed to say that i could always hit a golf ball you know i've never ever shot over 100 which people don't believe but i never have so i think i was pretty good at that um but i was i'm, I'm weapons grade at annoying my brother I can just send a text when one of his players gets a yellow card or, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had Ben Techie last week and the, the I, I just kept sending him clips of the, the practically open goals that Ben Techie uh, uh, missed. You know, it's amazing what the power of a, a screenshot off Twitter can do to someone. It, it, it just it just seared into his into his heart the, the the three chances Ben Techie missed, which were basically open golf. Let's face it, and he brought him I'm in for that. Game. So glad he missed them. <laughs> yeah, but how he missed them, um, I, I have no idea. But yeah, I, I can annoy him very very easily. So, Dave, what's your favourite type of music? That's easy. That's uh, 70s British heavy metal, uh, Judas Priest and uh, the whole lot. New Wave of British heavy metal, it was called at the time, and uh, early Def Leppard and Magnum and Iron Maiden and Priest and um, just 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 that bunch. Heavy rock, you know, Zeppelin and all that sort of stuff. Um, easy. Wind hands down. Still love it. I'm delighted you're a Zeppelin fan like me. We're too old men, you see, Dave. That's the thing. Yeah. These two young books, they probably don't even know who Zeppelin were, you know? Well, I was 14 when they went to Nebworth and I wasn't allowed to go. Um, and as a claim to fame goes, it's pretty feeble. You know, the claim to fame in my whole life was that I didn't go and see them at Nebworth. Um, but, yeah, a huge Zeppelin fan and still have them all on vinyl and, and, and whatever. So, yeah, massive, massive Zeppelin fan. Brilliant stuff. Tell us, Dave, last question is, tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. Oh, guilty pleasure is overeating. I, I, My weight yin-yangs from fitness to getting fat again and then getting fit again, it, it's just ridiculous. And then probably the bad habit is probably just lying on podcasts. Um, 
That would be my. Just <laughs> <laughs> not telling an ounce of truth. Uh, bad habit and gu- a guilty pleasure is the same thing. I, I eat too much, drink too much. Um, uh, other than that, um, nothing to report really. Great stuff, Dave. You've been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for coming on the Three Amigo Show. It was great getting to know you. Right. Thanks very much. What I. Uh, although Fly finds it hilarious, I've never used Skype, Skype before. What do I do? Just press this red button. <laughs> that's, that's all you do. I have to leave that part in the show, by the way. <laughs> Brilliant. At least you'll come on. I won't come on. He has actually just gone, lads. <laughs> one for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.